Geeky Side. This is your host, the most, Will Nix, with this hostess with the mostest. Say hi, Tara. Hi. That was pretty good. Thanks. How are you I've doing? Been pra- I've been practicing. You've been practicing. Oh, I have. I'm, I'm lying. I haven't. I've oh, been. <laughs> I've been luxuriating in the time between semesters. Amen. I wish I had the time between the semesters. I'm just in the middle of a couple of semesters right now. So mine starts on on Monday, which will be the day this launches, probably. Oh, there we go. So think of me. All right. So I'm thinking of you in all sorts of positive ways because I'm in the middle of two semesters and going crazy. Well, good. Then normal. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, we're good. Well, Tyler, we're going to start with some geeky news today. What do we have on the geeky news? I want to talk to you about Amazon. Not again. Yes. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. (laughs) They're always in the news. They are always in the world news. And, you know, the fact that I have many of the Amazon female devices in my house. Yes. I have to be careful what I say. You do. They're they're watching you. They are. Except for I have mine's microphone turned off right now, to be honest. Oh, good. Good, good. But um, they're continuing their physical retail, retail store expansion. Okay. So we all know they bought Whole Foods. So that kind of got them into the brick and mortar industry. And they've been experimenting with concepts of stores, ones that even didn't even have people in them to check you out. Uh, But this is an actual Amazon books going in in Nashville. So what we're saying is goodbye Books a Million, goodbye Barnes & Noble. Well, we'll see. Well, Barnes and Noble, let's just be honest, everybody. They've been treading water for so long. They don't know any other lifestyle. I think the only thing is keeping them going is their online aspect with it their is, book, with the, the nook. nook. Yeah, yeah, is the nook. So, so and honestly, I no you know no offense to Jeff, but I like the nooks better. I always enjoyed the nook better. You, I well, I I will as soon as I got my um, paper white, mm-hmm. love, it. love okay. it. Everybody has their thing. I mean, it's I'm true. Not, it's not. It's not like I. I just. I started with, I had, a, I, I, my friend Jesse got me in on the Kindle, saw it a little bit. It was okay. When I got a hold of the first couple of notes, I really liked them and I, I liked the feel of them more. So, uh, And you know, it's all about what fits in your hands. Yeah, exactly. You know, and what works the way you want it to. I want a, a, a Kindle Oasis. Yeah, there you go. They're waterproof. <laughs> <laughs> it means you can read in the, in the bathtub and not hey, with fear. Not with, uh, fear not, not with fear. Yes. I read in the bathtub with my phone because my phone has a waterproof case on it. There you go. So, um, but anyway, they're going to be opening this in Nashville and we're not far from there. So I may have to go see this because I'm pretty excited. Um, First off, as a writer, I think it's kind of interesting to see what they do. Right. But I want to see what it looks like. And so I'm excited. So I may take a trip to Nashville after this puppy Uh, opens. I don't know uh, when it doesn't say when though. I'm interested in the saying if it's going to be one of, if it's going to be employee, like, you know, have very few people working there, just like their other stores. Or you, you, right. I, I, it does not say actually. So we'll just have to. I'm wait. interested. I mean, I, that's, you know. But no, it's definitely, they've got 19, this will be their 19th store. Okay. And I have, I guess I should have looked there to see. They have Amazon Books, mm-hmm. Amazon Four Star, which I think is a collection of products. Okay. Uh, Amazon Go, which is the one that doesn't have. Right. Uh, very limited staff very limited they have food actually is what they have right they have breakfast lunch and dinner that's amazon go and amazon four star has merchandise devices and books and presented by amazon is just merchandise okay so we'll see um it's a curated selection um 
along with Amazon devices is what they say on the website. And okay. I don't know, but when it opens, check you later, I'm going to be going because <laughs> that'll Bye, be a that'll, it'll be a fun weekend trip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm excited. So we'll, we'll give it a try and let you know what we think. Well, I've got some interesting news. UPS has joined the, has invested and started using self-driving trucks. Oh my. Bum, bum, bum. Now, now by self-driving trucks, do you mean like the ones that come and bring me my package? No. What I mean is transfer trucks. The, oh. the giant 18 wheelers out on the street. Yeah. Uh, or what we like to call downtown Atlanta, um, <laughs> clocking the highways, those driverless vehicles. Yeah. So they're the big, the big trucks go and take it. Yeah. Every, oh, they have a driver in them now, but he's not driving. And they're saying they could save up to 40% on cost if they, you know, because that's what a driver cost them is 40% of all of it. That to me is scary, scary stuff. So they wouldn't have a, we don't know if there's going to be anybody in this vehicle. Um, it's saying that right now is an engineer and a driver. I wonder what will be in there once they decide that they should implement this. Right. And well, they started in May. They've been on the road since May. That's the fascinating part that, that this didn't get any attention when they first did it. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, I guess it's kind of like when Google did the Google map cars and you know, you just kind of noticed them, but you didn't realize there was no one in there. Well, yeah. Oh, I'm just, I'm, I, I, how do you feel about this? Okay. Um, as far as transfer trucks being automated, I'm very, I'm very scared, and it, 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 it's it's frightening to me. Not because you know this big, huge piece of technology on the road by itself. It's the job aspect, and anytime you automate, you really, it, to me, transfer trucks drivers are like the one of the great last bastions of post high school, no degree, you know, a, a livable wage kind of job. And if that goes, what's next? Bus drivers. Possibly. Uh, well, and I think just unattended truck is what bothers me. Yeah. And I mean, I'm all for possibly uh, a program doing the driving. I am. Okay. With, As an epileptic, somebody, you can't drive. And if you know, our listeners didn't know, I can't drive. I'm all for self-driving cars. Like, t- like, you know, a lift service, or, you know, whatever this kind of thing is because of me, because I want one so I can go places and not have to, you know, beg, borrow and ride you know, everybody around to death. Well, it's, like it's independence. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, but this bugs me because it's not, it's all about saving money. It's not about making things more efficient or it's, well, just, it's more, it's just saving money. Well, it is, it probably is more efficient because I'm sure it is more efficient. Don't it means that it, the truck doesn't have to stop. But my problem is that there's nobody in there. If something goes wrong. Right. I agree. And, I mean, accidents, you just made all the things. I'm sure there are safeties. Don't get me wrong. But man, what about hacking? I mean, there, I mean, just all the, all those things that could, yeah, 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 yeah. I just, I have questions. I have friends who, I've had friends who are truck drivers and it worries me for them. Oh, absolutely. I think anytime that you have technology that's advancing in any industry, you always have that. Like you, we talked earlier about when uh, auto plant, Oh man, yeah, we're both '80s kids. Yeah, so we saw that, what um, we saw what happened to the state of Michigan. Yeah, and it's still. Yeah, we also see that 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 opens up a whole nother series of jobs, but you have to get your workforce. It took forever, though, yes. in and Detroit. It, yeah, it's just a process, and yes. I have a lot yeah. of thinking <laughs> about it. 
Yeah, we're starting. Wait, today on the geeky side, we're needing our Valium because, well, <laughs> we're scared. We're worried. Yep. Um, so when I'm worried and I need to feel better, what do what I do? Watch a little TV, get in the bed. Uh, no. <laughs> but oh, yes, no. I think we could go there. I think we can go to that one. <laughs> we'll, we'll go to that one. Can you tell okay. that we did not plan our order today? So we, can tell we did not. So we're completely stressed. What should we get in the bed and do? Do some Netflix. Thank you, because that could have gone completely. I want to see the other part. <laughs> so, what is bringing on us thinking that? Well, there has been launched a bed for thirteen thousand eight hundred dollars, designed for binge watching. It's called the High H I Capital H Bed Capital B High Bed High Bed. And it's, wow. It's actually pretty sexy. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see why you would ever leave. Well, you have to go to the loo. That's why. Uh, yeah, don't give it time. Give it time. <laughs> it's the second generation smart bed designed by Italian architect Fabio Vanella. Vanella. I, I can't say it. Go fund me here on the <laughs> We want to try this out for you. So it comes with an HD projector, a 70-inch theater screen that's built in and drops down, by the way, a built-in sound system, and invisible speakers. I'm not really sure that they're invisible. I think he just means that you can't see them. See them. They're probably built into the bar system there. Yeah. It's yeah. wow. It's got biometric monitors. Yeah. It's all the smart devices, you name it, this bed can do it. And honestly, if you start thinking about the price, it isn't that bad if it does everything it says it does. Uh, that is true. And it has blackout curtains. Can I tell you that was kind of like the, I, it's funny. That's the thing that made me go, ooh. ooh yeah, I love a dark room. I, want I do it, too. <laughs> I, want, I want it pitch black. So, and voice control. And, oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's an yeah. adjustable bed because that was like my thing. If it's not adjustable, no. No, it's not made for bench watching then. It's a, it's adjustable. It it cools you, remember? Yes. It heats you in the, I mean, it's just, it's made for us. Yes. And, but we need to. Yes, we do. Yes. So it may be made for us, but we need to. Well, made for us isn't made for us on the geeky side. Not necessarily made for us, the couple. There we go. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> our, 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 our spouses may have something to say about that. Yes. Well, mine doesn't listen to our podcast, so we're fine. Mine doesn't either. So just in case. <laughs> <laughs> so here at the geeky side, our partners are very supportive. Yes. But, uh, listeners no no they get to hear us talking up that's what i you know so there we go that's probably what all right so saying. when we're not wanting to do netflix and chill what do we want to do tyra because that'll lead us into your your one of us <laughs> <laughs> not both of us will be playing uh world of warcraft that's and... right i can't play anyway all right clarify that one <laughs> i can't has an issue <laughs> has an addiction okay He's no longer allowed to play World of Warcraft. Some bad no, things happened not. before, and the answer is no. Yep. But uh, I don't, and I do. Yes. So um, it's the 15th uh, anniversary year of World of Warcraft, and they are releasing World of Warcraft Classic. So, okay. How old is my son? <laughs> my son is 14 years old. Turns 15 in December. Um, <laughs> it's because he stopped playing World of Warcraft long enough to say hello yeah. to his wife. <laughs> no, I, thought, I realized my son was six months old when I stopped playing World of Warcraft. Okay, let's just get it right. 
Oh, I see now. Yeah. Well, you know, really, you just miss changing diapers. I, I really did. I, I also turned a really funny shade of gray. <laughs> <laughs> you have to occasionally see the sun and eat something besides Cheetos. 23 out of 24 hours at one period. Hey, we've all had that day. We had I had a lot of those days. Oh. <laughs> okay, now. But anyway, if you didn't know, World of Warcraft Cossack is out there. It's right. a full recreation of the original with combat mechanics, original character models, and uh, all contribute to the true, authentic pain in your backside experience. I to say that. Does anyone really miss it that much? I miss talent trees. I can, no, I miss talent trees. I'll give you that, but. Taking uh, almost six months to get your mount. Um, I know. It, it was, I, I remember I played forever. That's, I mean, it was one of the good things. It was great at getting you addicted. To get my mount, that was a huge deal to raise 50 gold. I remember getting the last 10 gold I needed from, from a guild I was in because they were like, you know what, we're, 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 we're feeling sorry for you. Here's 10 gold. Oh, yeah. No, it was a big deal. And if you wanted to get your mount, it was an epic thing. Yes. And that's I have to tell you that's kind of the exciting part of this is right. that you some players that have never seen like getting the paladin mount or getting the Warcraft, uh, warlock mount or the undead mount like me I, I mean getting my undead horse so that was a huge deal yeah I mean it's uh, it's just amazing so that part I'm excited about it's included um, if you have a World of Warcraft subscription already, you don't have to purchase anything. It's already included. So it's a kind of like a bonus add-on. Um, I do have some friends that are coming back just to do this. Oh, of course. Um, and I, you know, I got into Warcraft about six to eight months after it launched. Same here. You and, and I were at the same time. And when I got into it, I, I, was, I had to level by myself. Because yeah. my, my friends were all level 60 and they were raiding. Yep. And I leveled a fire warlock, a destruction warlock, and I did a destruction warlock and molt core, which is fire. Uh, right. Not the smartest thing ever, just in case you wondered. But um, <laughs> it worked out okay for me. But it was, it was a really interesting experience, and I miss it, but I remember it as being an alone experience. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of interested to play with some friends to see how it goes. So. Uh, I think there might be some Warcraft in my future with some people I haven't played with um, from my. Um, I, I, I will say that there isn't any Warcraft in my future, and uh, but I look forward to hearing about my friends playing. Awesome! Because <laughs> <laughs> matter he'll just have to turn off his headphones when I. Talk I'm really going to have to turn off everything because I, I I can't even be near the game without start twitching a little bit. <laughs> and the the really funny part that I should share with you is that he used it in his classroom to help his. Students increase their reading comprehension. I did. I did a lot of studies in my dissertation on the use of Warcraft to increase literature, and it was hard. <laughs> it really was the hardest. It almost caused a relapse. <laughs> oh my! But he didn't. So did. he's he's still Warcraft free. I am. I am. I have so, to be careful though. So well, let's leave. Let's leave Warcraft and go to something a little bit more magical. Okay. What's that? Well, weren't you talking to me about Disney? I was talking about Disney, but see. This is an interesting thing about Disney this time. They're offering a $299 pass to, and this is great for locals, Tyra. You, 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 I know you would be all over this. because I you, would be all over this. You'd be all over this. If you lived in Orlando, you'd be there. Or if you lived within 30 minutes of Orlando, you'd be there. But oh, for $299, yeah. you can go to 35 out of 36 nights, except for on Halloween, 
to the Disney Fright Fest or the Disney Scare Fest or whatever. I can't even remember the exact. Not so scary Halloween party. Halloween party, right? And that's really, I mean, for Disney, wow. Yeah, I know that's that's amazingly cheap. It's a it's a under three. It's under a hundred dollars to go for a night. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a high two digit, I believe. And but if you have a seasons pass, you have an annual pass holder, then that's an amazing. I mean, if you have four people, it's going to be expensive. But if it was just my me or just me and my husband, that'd be cheap for you guys because you like to go. We like to go. We might consider doing it if we had an annual pass. And you um, lived, in, and you lived in the area. Yeah, we lived in the area. But the truth is, if you go, I'm guessing four or five times you've paid for that. Oh, definitely. Definitely. So, um, I, one of my friends who works there, um, his wife works there and he was telling her about it and she said how much and he told her and she was like, that's good. I mean, it's, it's an excellent price. I was just looking to see what the price was for, uh, in general, you save $10 if you purchase an advance for a single night ticket, just in case you wondered. There you go. I just saw that. Can I get a price? They're not giving me a price. Nothing easy price. here, people. Nothing is ever easy. <laughs> yeah, 70, between seventy nine and one hundred thirty five dollars okay. a night for the event is what. Event I'm tickets start at seventy nine dollars for select nights. Right after your ten dollars advance purchase savings. So if you think about that, the cheapest you can get it is eighty bucks, basically. Right. So that's four nights. I mean, and, uh, yeah. I mean, you go. Actually, you go three. Yeah, four times. You've paid for it. Yep. So awesome. If you live in the Orlando area, uh, this is for you. Yeah. Go take pictures for me. Cause I'm not going this year. Oh, I know. Sad, sad face, sad. Okay. <sighs> okay. What are we talking about today on the geeky side? Well, another favorite topic of ours, we're talking about food, the geeky side of food and people go, what's geeky about food. It's, it can be your interest in food or the restaurants you like, or what you do at cons and events. But we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Right, and don't let's not forget about there's a lot of celebrity personalities in yes. the food industry now, TV stations, TV shows. Networks. <laughs> yes, networks. <laughs> oh, and magazines. Oh, my God. Right. And if we think about it, Martha Stewart really was made off of food. Oh, gosh, yeah. So, empires were built. Empires were built on the back of food. I mean. <laughs> oh, my God, Martha Stewart has a meal kit. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I just looked up Martha Stewart. Rabbit hole. Like, rabbit hole alert. Here we go. Rabbit hole alert. I'm like, sorry, I have ADD. Nice to meet you. <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> there was a squirrel. So, Will, why don't you tell us about what you love about food and maybe one of your favorite restaurants or something? Ooh. Well, see, I like you always talk about my favorite restaurants. You know one of my favorites is near you. It's the Cuban place that you always take me to, to eat. At Pappy's. At Pappy's, yeah. And I love it. It's right there near your house. One, That's one reason it's great. And the other is just it, great portions, good service, good food, good drinks. I mean, there's nothing really bad about it. And it was my first experience, real experience with good Cuban food, and it was just so good. It was. I mean, it is. I love it. I mean, it's obviously just around the corner from us, but it also has this amazing story behind it. Okay. Um, Ray, who was, um, and his father, Ray Sr., really saw America as a land of opportunity, Mm -hmm. and he thought his family's recipes could make Cuban a big hit in America, and they wanted to open a a business here, so um, the U.S. was their thing. So they figured they had to act quickly, and at great risk, um, he trained, uh, Ray Jr. did every day for approximately a five-mile swim. 
to the safety wow. of the U.S. Marine base at Guantanamo Bay. And uh, eventually they made it over here, of course, and you can read about it on their website. I'll link it. But uh, that's it's true Cuban food brought here um, to through their journey to freedom. So they were huddled in the belly of a 35-foot fishing boat mm-hmm. that had been borrowed from the Cuban government, quote, unquote. And mm-hmm. he had nothing but the clothes on his back and his family's recipes. And that's where uh, Pappy's is born from. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And then good food, good time, and just... If you can't, if you, if you get a chance, stop by there and grab a bite to eat because it's really good. It and is. you have another local restaurant that you like to talk about down there that you've taken me to before. Yeah, I live, Kennesaw and Ackworth is this wonderful um, combination of, of ethnic foods that are around here. Mm-hmm. And the other one that I love that's actually down in Ackworth is called Henry's Louisiana Grill. And Henry's from Louisiana, which means he's a Cajun. And he's also a, my friend Lynn's cousin. Which I didn't know. I just think that's too cool. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just fascinating. And he has uh, crawfish boils when they're in season. Uh, Bandit loves them, if you hear my dog barking in the background. Uh, But I've watched Henry's grow from this uh, kind of, you know, restaurant, your normal size in downtown Ackworth to an entire building. They bought a corner building in Ackworth. They do both the top uh, they have two levels now of seating. They have banquet space. Uh, and it's, oh, it's so good. So good. good. Uh, he's actually won a lot of awards for mm-hmm. his food. Uh, I'm trying to find. So you've been there with me. What have you liked about Henry's? Oh, man. I love the atmosphere. One, Henry, Henry himself is just a character. Um, and that, I love that about that. And what's funny for me is I don't eat a lot of pork, so it's hard for me to eat a lot of things there, but everything I've had there was really good. That's true. He doesn't, he doesn't eat shellfish either. No, I do not. No. So it is it's kind of, hard. It's hard for me Cajun. <laughs> it is. They, he makes some really good pork chops. My mom and dad ate them. So, right. um, he was named a favorite local chef in America by ABC. There we go. Uh, he's voted fan favorite in New Orleans in 2016. He's been featured on the Food Channel. Um, named one of the of the hundred best restaurants in America for a big night out on Open Table this year. Yep. Uh, so he's been one of the small businesses of the year for Cobb County. He's very supportive of the local. He is. Uh, uh, economy. He's also been featured on BuzzFeed. Who the heck knew that? I didn't. Know. I didn't know that. That's that, that's news. But oh my God, the list of awards goes on and on. So if you go there and you can eat um, a more variety of things, yes. My personal favorite is uh, ooh la la. Hey, I remember that you had that when I was there. I do. I have ooh la la almost every single time I go, and it is his signature dish. So try that if you're ever in downtown Ackworth. He does not have multiple locations unlike pappy's there are several locations for pappy's we're going to link uh, to this on our facebook pages and some other places so that you guys can get a look at them well my other place is not too far from you either which is marietta diner and oh i love the marietta diner I mean, the whole the whole chain there is just you know with with a steakhouse and the fish market i, I i'm i'm loyal to the, the the original diner itself because in college, it, it's affordable place to eat, taking your family. It's, it's just a good place to go. And the and cakes and everything and just the wide amount of stuff you can get on the menu. I, I just love it. I love the feel of it. I love everything about it. Well, and not only do you get enough to eat for that meal, you get enough for at least like three one more. Four, yeah, exactly. And if you get a piece of cake to take with you, that's like three or four days worth of cake. Yeah, it just goes on and on and on. Yes. And it's so affordable. It, I agree. It is, especially when you look at it, that it's going to feed you for more than one night. Right. 
and also the fact that they just have such variety. I mean, they're good Greek food, of course, and good just diner, American diner food, good home stapled films. Like, I mean, my wife loves their country fried steak and gravy. And that's her favorite thing to get there. And my kids love my, my son loves all the breakfast stuff. My daughter loves all every, just their chicken and everything else. It's just, it's just such a good place to eat. Again, a good atmosphere. It is. And uh, it's your very typical, if you like diners, especially if you're from up north, mm-hmm. you should go to the Marietta Diner. It's very much a traditional diner. Oh, the matzo ball soup. Oh. oh, my husband loves their matzo ball soup. I love their matzo ball soup. Uh, they are also they also own a variety of other restaurants in mm-hmm. the area. Called they own the Marietta Fish Market, yep. uh, Pasta Bella, which does Italian. See, I've never been to Pasta Bella. I want to do that one time. We should do that sometime. The Cherokee Cattle Company. That's the one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's a steak place. They own Casa Grande, which I've never been to, which is a I, Mexican place. I did not know that. And they own um, one of our favorite restaurants. Actually, is Euro uh, Village. Huh. That's up on uh, 92. They bought it a little while ago and we just adore it. It's another group of family immigrants who've come in and really done a really good job of creating an atmosphere of their own. Yeah. And the Greek food at Euro Village is just amazing. I love a traditional um, Greek Euro. So it's yes, definitely the place to get it. Yep. 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 So what else? What else is on your list? Oh man, places to eat. Well, I want to talk about some of the places that we eat for DragonCon. Let's do, because I mean, obviously some of you might be going down there. That's right. And we talked about DragonCon a little bit. We really didn't get into the food as much, but I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to Cafe Momo. I I, I live there. <laughs> <laughs> I never go to Cafe Momo because somebody else goes there for me. Well, I wonder who could that be. Could it be my wonderful wife that does the bar delivery service? That she does the bar delivery service. She likes to get, she likes to get okay, like, uh, no, no, my wife, she loves to get up early on DragonCon, go down there on her own, have have some time to herself, which is, I love that about her. She that's She's like me in the evenings. I like to just go out. So she'll go out in the morning, go get her a coffee or go get her something. She'll go down there and eat, but then she'll come back and they have the greatest food to, to deliver. And she brings all this food back to our rooms and, and it's heaven. It was really good. Deli- food delivery service was awesome. Uh, I find them to be so overwhelming when I go in there. They have so many right. different things to eat. It's it's amazing. Bar goes in with that bar. And, she, and, and well, here's the thing. Someone who doesn't eat pork and shellfish, it's hard to get breakfast food sometimes. But they do chicken sausages, turkey sausage, beef sausages. They do it all. And so, I mean, there's always something for me there. Laura always comes back with this, like, buffet for all of us. Shane gets his bear claw, and we all get little eggs. And we've had biscuits and gravy from there. We've had all this good food. And it's good. And it's yeah, a it's, price. It's, no, it's great. It's definitely, uh, we love Laura and we love we the love Momo. If we love the delivery service from there. Yes, we love her, but her delivery service is amazing. Delivery service is awesome. <laughs> and it's a great way to start your day. It's also a way to fill up for cheap. It's my cheap tip for DragonCon is get two meals there worth of food. You definitely can. It's price per pound or something, I think. Yeah, and you can get, they have Danishes, they have like bagels. And we, I, I just remember for the past couple of years that we've roomed together, I mean, just having those in the room for late night snacks or just for coming back and having a drink with it and having something just to chew on. And So it's just fascinating. That was true. We'll come back and, oh, there's a bagel. Well, give that here. Yep. <laughs> uh, my bagel will. No, man, here it is. <laughs> Well, another favorite that we really like, especially when we were staying over in the West End together, was the Sundial. Oh, still love the Sundial. Uh, one of my favorite restaurants to go to downtown Atlanta to. Yeah, it, it's up at the very top of the restaurant. I mean, top yep. of the hotel. Beautiful, it beautiful. It was the highest building in Atlanta for a very long time. Yep. And it has a 360-degree view of the city. It's beautiful. It used to rotate. I don't think mm-hmm. they're rotating still. I think but, only on occasion, right? After all the bad. So Not sure. 
believe that, you know, but um, I do know that lunch is so much cheaper. Yes. Uh, My dinner tip is to eat dinner and then go up there for desserts. If you're going to go up there, because they have really great dinner Mm -hmm. desserts. And and we, 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 we would do that. We would go up there like five of us and each get a different dessert and just kind of do a kind of our own little buffet. Yeah, I know. I think dessert's great up there. They also have a bar that's separate from the restaurant, so you can they go do. to the bar. Uh, there's definitely some meetups that happen there, but some excellent food, especially for lunch with a view. So if you're yes. looking for kind of a... And it's calm. Even during the height of Dragon Con, people don't think of going up there for lunch. And by, also, dress appropriately. They will not let you in. <laughs> um, they let us in. They did? Yeah, for lunch. They'll let you in. Jeez. Oh, for lunch. I'm talking about for dinner. Sorry. Yeah, probably for dinner. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, they, they, they want the they want the hats off and looking good. And I don't blame them. So, yeah, because it's definitely higher end price tag. But it during is. Dragon Con, everything down there is kind of weird. Everything is a high price tag. So let's go kind of you know back back to it. What are some of your like um, I don't know guilt, guilty foods down there at, at Con? What are some of the little restaurants you step in? Oh well, if I'm talking about guilty foods, I am going to be getting me to the Great American Cookie Company, and I want a double doozy. There you go. I I just oh my god, the sugar overload! It is horrible. Yes, absolutely horrible. But I look forward to it every year. Right, or even just sneaking down to Dairy Queen and getting an ice cream. I mean, something like that. I was just um, Uh, that's definitely my husband. That's his. He loves yeah. That's his guilty thing. Buster, whatever it's called. Yeah, the peanut butter buster parfait. Yeah. Um, I, I weirdly enough, the first time I had Firehouse Sub was at Dragon Con, and I, that's where I like to eat them. Is I'll go down to the Firehouse Sub down in the Peachtree Center and have one because I love them. Because like when you, we always do lunch usually on Thursdays together. We'll usually get Brian and Jennifer, and all of us will end up having lunch together on Thursday or Friday, usually depending on the day. And I, where I'll go, you know, it's such a great thing about the Peachtree Center. You can go down there and get what you want. Yes, it, no, it's you know. absolutely true. We're interested to see how much it's changed. They finished the refurb on it. Right, right. And I don't know what is still um what is still there. So I think Firehouse is still there, but I don't yeah, know for sure. Firehouse is still there, Subway's not. Well, and that whole area I think is gone. Um I love Willie's. Yeah, yeah. Willie's is great. It's just a little quick place you can walk in and get a quesadilla, a burrito, you know, kind of your Tex Mex fast food. Um, First time I had Vietnamese was at Derek Con last year, and that's it's still there. I can't remember the name of the restaurant. Uh, um, well, and that's okay. I'm blanking on the sushi place. Oh my gosh, we're just—it's <laughs> horrible. There's a sushi place that's there that I swear to God, if it closed down, there would be a riot. It's Bet Vietnamese Cuisine. That's the the na- name of it. There, I'm pulling up the Peachtree Center so I can see all the restaurants. <laughs> so he knows for sure. Yeah, because um, I I'm blanking on names too. It's just that time of year, and there's well, a Viva, Sue's, Gus's world famous fried chicken. Um, oh, all the places. Like the pub. By the way, we go to the we've been to the pub there a couple of times, and it is boiling hot. The Pacific Rim Bistro. Yes, Pacific Rim Bistro is actually on... Yummy, um, yummy. Yummy, yummy is the one that... Yummy, yummy. Yes, love them. Yeah. Awesome. Never heard people getting sick from their sushi. Nope. We'd like to hear that. Um, and speaking kind of of sushi, kind of island food, Trader Vic's... Yes. Down in the Hilton um, yep. is one of my favorite kind of theme bars. Really Very like tiki. it. Very yeah. tiki. We love tikis in you my house. So yeah, it's very good for you. We love tikis. They have some cool drinks and stuff. Um, hard to get a reservation though during Dragon Con. Fair, we, yes, yes, we've been down there before and have really liked it. 
So outside of restaurants, what else um, is some of your favorite things about food or the food industry? Well, okay, we can't talk about Dragon Con and not talk about Alton Brown. Oh, yeah. And a local guy. Yeah. A local guy. I mean, George Rick Short, a con goer, con attendee, con guest, all these things. Um, just a fun guy. Always has fun shows. His shows are never just, you know, super serious or anything. He's, a, he's an entertainer at heart. And a great chef, too. Don't get me wrong. He's just so much fun. Yeah, and I learned how to fry eggs from him. And did you learn how to fry eggs from him? I did. I watched. Um, oh, what was his food uh, network food TV show? He said so many. <laughs> I know it was his really the one that launched his career. I can't remember right now, but um, he would teach how to fry eggs, and you actually put them in a pan, salt and pepper them, put the lid on it, ooh, okay. and use the steam to cook the egg, and then you just depend on how long you want to cook it, depending on if you want them you know, runny or congealed or however you like your eggs. Yeah. He's, he's just awesome. Good, good eats. Good eats. Good that eats. was yes, it. Good eats. Yes. Sorry. That was going to drive me crazy. <laughs> 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 so I think one of, one of the food personalities that kind of changed um, my view on a lot of things was Anthony Bourdain. Of course. You're a huge Bourdain fan. I'm a huge Bourdain fan. I, I never was a big fan. I, not that I hated on him or anything. He's just, he didn't, he, I guess, I just didn't see eye to eye. So, but a lot of respect for what he did, things like that. I, I, I just loved his view on the world and that, that he really, and I couldn't do what he did. What he would do is he would just, if they were eating something, that's he going to eat it. And if they were drinking to fall on the floor, he was going to drink to fall on the floor. He really believed into inserting himself and being a guest and a culture. And I think he was probably one of, in terms of when you look at people trying to understand culture, he was doing that through food and he was doing it in a way that wasn't inappropriate or disrespectful. And I think that at the heart, cause he was a very brash man. I was going to say, because he could be an ass. I mean, it, Oh, absolutely. He could be an ass. I mean, uh, but I think because he was always so respectful of, of culture. No, he's culturally respectful. I'm, I'm not going to bash him there at all. No, he was, he was good people there. And uh, very respectful of his kitchen staff. Yeah. You know, he, and that meant everybody from, you know, the lowest line chef on up. He was, he understood what it was to be that lower line chef. Well, I also appreciated his honesty about the industry. I think that's true. I think a lot of people did, except for the industry itself. Except for the industry. And that's where uh, he got a lot of his blowback was that, he he opened the door to what a kitchen instead of this. I don't want to help me out. I, instead of this romanticized view of what cooking and being a chef was, he says, "No, no, this is what it's like." And it, there's drugs, there's alcohol abuse, there's you know, you, you're there's cutting corners. There's the, the, the thing he he shows you. Oh yeah, don't don't odor a steak medium well. Right. That's number one rule. Yeah, you're gonna get the one from the back of the freezer. Yep. So I, I just think I loved his, I loved his show originally on uh, travel channel, no reservations. I loved parts unknown mm -hmm. on CNN and I really appreciated him mm -hmm. and I still watch his show. I think he's great. Um, his brother said he had no preconceptions when he jumped into a new place. Uh, we're going to go in here and discover things together is what he would say. And I, I think that's really cool. Yeah. That's very really journalistic of him in a way. Very, very. <laughs> so, uh, um, see my one of my favorites and one of the ones I remember a great deal is Gordon Ramsay. 
Gordon Ramsay really got me into during my reality show kick with Laura. She got me to watch it, and I fell in love with the guy. Even though he is the world's biggest jerk on that show, I could tell it was all an act because the man has a heart of gold. If you ever yeah. really get to read and get to know about him, and I really enjoyed Ramsay's approach on things. Oh, I love Gordon. I knew Gordon. I watched him on the BBC, mm-hmm. like back in the late nineties. Right, right before he even launched, became big. Yeah, yeah. He had. Uh, he was originally a soccer player. A football yes. player yes. over in Europe. And, uh, and awesome. His, <laughs> and awesome. And after his career ended, he opened restaurants. He became a chef and loves his wife. And that was very yes. evident in his, in his documentaries. But he was trying to get a Michelin star or, or get another star, <laughs> what have you. Stars. <laughs> and But, I mean, it was obvious that he was a hard man to work for. I don't know that I would want to work for Whoa. him. <laughs> I have to say this. He is good with kids. I've seen him with children. Oh he's really great with kids. So awesome with children. But he's horrible with adults. <laughs> but if you're an adult and you F up, then... Oh, man, you're toast. You're a toast. And, and I mean, it depends. If you're a guy, you're a donkey. If you're a woman, you're a cow. So what? what? <laughs> I know. I'm like, eh. But I do think in his heart, he's definitely... Oh, yeah. He's a good man. One of my favorite of his appearances, I believe, was on Jimmy Kimmel, if I'm right. That Jimmy Kimmel had him eat uh, Girl Scout cookies. And he is go- he goes off on these Girl Scout cookies. And I'm like, this is how snobby you are, Gordon. You're, you don't realize how you're coming across. He hated them. He didn't find one that he liked. He's like calling them wax. He's calling them all these horrible things. And Jimmy's like, you know, you're shooting yourself in the foot here. I mean, Jimmy's playing along like, yep, yeah, there, <laughs> there goes half your audience, pal. <laughs> so. That was not so nice of Jimmy Kimmel in a way. No, no, it was. It was, I mean, it was, it was, but Gordon plays that shtick of about being a food snob when he actually oh. did one too, so... He definitely is a food snob, but he does. Uh, I like it. He not only does Hell's Kitchen, but what's the one where he goes? Is it the kitchen? hotels, kitchen nightmares? Yes. Yeah. And Hotel Hell, where he hotel tries hell. to save places, which I think is he great. I, I love that. Um, who else is it that does that? This show's coming back online. Oh, man. Um, oh, British guy. Oh, this is horrible. Only thing I can hear is his accent, and I right. know he's married to a pro wrestler. There That's you go. all I got. <laughs> so in a minute, I'll figure that out. It'll hit us. But uh, no, I, I love Ramsey. I love, I love the fact. One of my favorite things was reading his, twi- his Twitter account when people would send him pictures of food, and his responses are amazing. If you've never looked that up, folks, I come home for, yeah, look up Gordon Ramsey's response to people sending him pictures of food. And it's he he comes and he'll say things like somebody else sent him a picture of a grilled cheese, done something. He goes, "Why are you ruining such a good thing? What are you from a third world country?" You know, it's just you're like, "What the heck? What are you doing? What are you doing?" I mean, because he'll they'll send pictures, and, and, and you know, if it's good, if it looks good, he'll be complimentary. Nine times out of ten, it's not. And he goes after it hard. Well, by the way, it was Robert Irvine. Robert Irvine, yeah, yeah. yes. So, uh, and it's Gail Kim is the the uh, wrestler that he's married to. Oh, good. So, well, uh, I mean, there's just so much about on food on television, and whether you're a foodie or not, or I don't really consider myself a foodie. I, I I'm not about appearance when it comes to food. I'm about taste. If it tastes good, I'll eat it. So, but I, I don't think foodies are necessarily just about. No, appearance. I didn't say that they're just about. I'm just saying I don't consider myself a foodie. I mean. Uh, I, I don't label myself that way. I would consider myself a semi-foodie. I mean, really? part, of, part of that is because when Shane and I travel, one of the things that we're interested in 
is trying the food of that area. Me too. So, so to me, that's that's part of what being a foodie is. If you travel and you like, okay, we're just going to eat wherever, or oh, there's the local Denny's. Then I am a diner guy. I I love like the locally owned diner somewhere. When I travel, we always try to find like the little hole in the wall that no one thinks about to go to. Oh, absolutely. That is my favorite thing, and it's not about. It's all about because. I mean, I can get a processed burger from McDonald's. It'll taste, yes, that's supposed to be the pitch. It all tastes like, I don't want it to taste the same. I want it to be the local flavor. Yeah. No, absolutely. So um, we love to find the local barbecue place. That's a good That's a good one, too. That's one of our things. We love barbecue. Um, Sushi is always good. But yeah, I think when I travel, one of the things that I'm looking forward to is eating in new places and trying new things. And that could mean going to Asheville and trying out a new restaurant. Or it could right. be- or even going international to try something like when, when I take this is what kills me when I take my students and again and this is every every student even every adult they all want to kind of find McDonald's there you know something you know just being you know touristy and well I, and there, there is something to be said for there is no because there's differences uh, right. I'm getting that I, I'm, I'm gonna get there but I'm saying I want to go and try what I love it when my tour guides take me where they eat where yes. they go and eat on their break because I want to go somewhere that it's not on the it's off the beaten path that's my that's my idea of being I guess my way of being a foodie is I want to I want to try the, the stuff that not everyone's eating. Oh, yeah, I can definitely agree with that. I think I love it when I get recommendations mm-hmm. usually from from the locals of where to go and right. So I have this great story about my husband and I taking my 80 late 80 year old mother. She was like I think 88 or 89 at the time to New Orleans to visit oh. my uncle and my husband really wanted some boudin balls. Mm-hmm. And some good Cajun food, good po' boy. And so he asked one of the guys that worked at the hotel we were staying at, at that he had befriended, and they talked sports and stuff. And he said, okay, well, you go here, and there's this place. And he told us the name, and I can't remember it. But And we get there, and I took my mother to what looked like a seedy back woods <laughs> and while we're sitting and and they didn't have tables they had like high tops oh boy I, i've perched my 88 year old mother on a ch- high top i did your poor mom's face and and she's just you know my mother loved an experience so she was oh, yeah. and and walks this gentleman and i use that term exceedingly loosely yes with a hat from the 1970s and a fur coat <laughs> and my mother said, oh, I wonder what he does. I do too. And we were like, we don't know, but you're not going to go talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, Huggy Bear had just walked in and... Yes, and got a package from... <laughs> the food was great, I will say that. And the funny thing is we came out and across the street was the Roosevelt, which is one of the nicer hotels there. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. So it's hilarious. So yes, well, I have taken my mother to places unknown. Well, I one of my favorite ones is when I was in Scotland for the first time. My boys, we had had this horrible meal at one of the local restaurants. It wasn't that good. And so the kids are starving hungry, and I am kind of am too. And they find a KFC down hey. the street. Let me tell you, best Kentucky Fried Chicken I ever had was in Edinburgh, Scotland. So... Hey, I believe it. It was so good. They brought me a bucket of chicken back. They're like, Nick's all for letting us leave. Here's your chicken. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, my friend Jana, who was on our show from from Portugal, she's in town, and um, she was just telling us about eating pizza at Pizza Hut. Yes, Portugal, and said how awesome it was. That's how it was. Okay, that's my story from Costa Rica. We found a Pizza Hut in Costa Rica, and by gosh, it was the best food ever. Yeah. So I think Pizza Hut here needs to up its game. Yes, and so does our KFCs. They need to up their game. Work on that, people. We should not be getting worse food. Well, because when I was in because when I was in Scotland, I was like, this is the KFC from my childhood. This is the crisp chicken. This is it's you know not it's not just pouring in grease. It actually has flavor to it, and it's cooked very well and and prepared very well. And then you get here, and you're like, you're, you're lucky if bones on the meat, and it's just yeah, yeah. It's it's he's right. It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> Well, we want to hear what you love about food. Who are your favorite personalities, TV shows, and of course, places to eat because we got to go try them. Well, one of our biggest fans, she's a huge Krispy Kreme person, and with the latest releases from Krispy Kreme, they're 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 trying to kill my diet. Do they? Do they do? Have you had one? The Reese's? Yeah. Uh huh. Oh. Yeah. Four hundred. All four hundred freaking calories. How was it? Delectable. Damn it. Yeah, and so is their just their cream one they've done, that new cream filter. They're just yeah. amazing. They're, um, my favorite, they're my favorite donut by a mile. Oh, mine too. I mean, I'm a we're I'm an Atlanta native, basically. I'm from Stone yeah. Mountain. And yeah. Dunkin' Donut has dropped the ball because they're going cup more coffee. And I'm not knocking the company, I'm just saying they're dropping the ball with that. They had you know pushed their coffee in more in. But Krispy Kreme is picking up that market and running with it hard. Well, I, I I think there are two different things. I think Dunkin' Donuts doesn't necessarily see Krispy Kreme as their only competition. I think. No, they see Starbucks as their big competition. They, so. they see Starbucks. And they want to be every man's coffee place. Right. Where you can pick up a donut or a bagel that happens to be mm. um, kosher or Jewish friendly. That's actually yeah. how they started. So. No, it's just, I, I mean, it's, it's interesting because Krispy Kreme was struggling there for such a while and, you know, because of the carb movement and all this, but they're really coming back. They're coming back hard and I, I and I'll hands off to them because they've done a really good job with these last two launches. Yeah, they've definitely given some um, new things to consider, which yes. is very frightening. <laughs> yes, because when you're trying to lose weight, a 400 calorie donut is not your friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, not if you're going to go run four miles, but... Right. <laughs> we're just saying just i'm not saying. gonna be doing it but <laughs> no but i mean if you want i mean and, and who can just eat one i mean <laughs> that is the problem That's so the go get a krispy kreme donut and plan a hike that's what we're saying here. that's it plan, plan an adventure run a marathon whatever you got <laughs> please figure something out it'll all be fine <laughs> that's right but yes, let us know where you like to eat because yes. I got to go to Nashville after the store opens. So there's yes. going to be some food on the way. Oh, heck yeah. Plenty of barbecue on that trip. Maybe. <laughs> there's there's a, some decent barbecue in Tennessee. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Well, that's the geeky side for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Tyra, what do you want to say to the people? I want to say... Did you know that Big Kahuna's downtown has $3 Taco Tuesdays? <laughs> I guess where we're eating next. That's, That's right. it for the geeky side. This is your host, the most Will Nick said. I hope you have a great con experience because we're going to be down there having a blast. Tyra, right, what do you got to say? Go get your food on and make sure you bring snacks and protein bars and some nuts. And Water. remember, don't eat junk food the whole time. 
Hydrate, 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 cosplayers. Oh, yes. Hydrate. And don't forget, if you're older, pre-gaming with Catherine and Advil is your friend. That's right. Well, that's it for our show, folks. See you on the geeky side. Bye, y'all.